past four weeks we've been talking about tools of the trade. We've been talking about um, the armor of God. We've been talking about what we need to do to be prepared. And I think sometimes we can get to a place where we feel like, well, we've heard that before. Well, that's just another good sermon. Or it's something I've known. But I think too many times we get comfortable. We get comfortable with what we know. And we hear it, but we struggle sometimes to apply it. Yeah. Does that make sense? We, we, we hear it. I will give a big shout out to um, my wife and my mother in the last few weeks of just digging deep into this, this topic of tools of the trade. And we're thankful for what they have brought to the table. Uh, again, if you've not got to hear any of it, please believe. Um, it's on YouTube. It's anywhere you can listen to music. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on the uh, Amazon Music. You can actually say to Alexa to pull up Remnant Church. It's, it's everywhere music is, is where these sermons are. We, we've done our best to try to put things together and, and pay for different things that we can try to get the gospel everywhere. Um, I don't know if people realize how much everywhere is, but we have it everywhere, and we're trying our best. And as we keep developing, um, we're going to try to do our best and, you know, be in thoughts with us and prayer with the, the future of the church of what we can do as we continue to move forward. And a uh, big shout out to the sound people and everybody up there that has helped us with this new sound system and trying to get it locked in order. Uh, everybody that's helped try to make it work. And it's, it's a work in progress, I promise. And uh, so we've been in that and we've been really digging in to the armor of God. And, and um, I've enjoyed sitting back and listening and shouting and taking notes and being a part, maybe you've had a question, why is the pastor not preaching? Because, because we have to be led by God. Amen. Because if, I, I refuse to be a, a church or a pastor that is holding on to the pulpit so tight that nobody else can breathe on. We just want the Holy Spirit to breathe, but if, you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? If God is speaking, we got to keep moving forward. I'm just a person. And if that, if that bothers you, I promise you're probably in the wrong place. Because the reality is, I don't care. I want to do what God has, what he has in store. Uh, i got to preach because, but can I say it? I'm going to say it. Why do we struggle with women preaching and we're good with a donkey talking and a bird bringing food to people and all kinds of stuff? Like, I'm not saying that happens here, but it happens everywhere. That people struggle with certain things. But we good with donkey telling that guy don't go down that road or a bird bringing some cheeseburgers to some Israelites that are struggling. <laughs> but when it comes to the to the to the top, it, it's funny. We the, the women are only good in the basement at Sunday school. <coughs> Anybody else grew up like that? I'm just being real. Like that's how it was. Yeah. I don't care who got you. I don't care if you pulls my son up and he speaks. You see what I'm saying? Like, if God has a word, he wants to give, we'll do whatever God says. No questions asked. Because we're going to keep moving forward. 
So we're thankful for what's been going on, and we've been talking about all this stuff. I'm just going to give you the scripture. It's only the, the, the small part of, of uh, Ephesians 6, 17. I'm going to give you the A part of it because it's, it's one big scripture, not real big, but uh, basically it's the next part. If, you, if you've been reading your Bible, it says put on salvation as your helmet. Put on, basically what it says is put on the helmet of salvation. Put on the helmet of salvation. This is the fifth part. The helmet of salvation. Could you look at somebody and say, put your helmet on? Now that can mean all kinds of weird ways. But the reality is, you've got to put your helmet on. So we've talked about all kinds of stuff to the armor of God. And now we're at the place of putting our helmet on. And we've got to put on the helmet of salvation. Put on salvation as your helmet. At some point in your life, <coughs> someone probably told you to put a helmet on. Maybe the first time you heard that was today. Put a helmet on. But maybe as you've grown up, somebody in your life told you to put a helmet on. I've told the kids many times if they're going to ride the four-wheeler, go put your helmet on. A lot of times that there's different ways, like, like people, you know, maybe, maybe your mom or your dad has asked you, put your helmet on, or your coach is yelling at you, put your helmet on during football practice. Don't take your helmet off. You can watch a football game and everybody gets mad, and there's just one ignorant guy that takes his helmet off when he's upset on the field. Everybody's protected, and there's one dude who takes his hat off like he's going to fight. What are you thinking? Taking your hat off, your helmet off, in the middle of a fight when that's the, the very thing that's protecting you. When you're riding a motorcycle, mo you're, you're supposed to put a helmet on. You see a lot of people not putting a helmet on. You see a lot of people that wear helmets when they ride them. When the kid's riding a bicycle and you're teaching them, they, they tell you to put a helmet on. Sometimes when they're skateboarding, they tell you, especially if the, like when they're doing like the Olympics and stuff, when they're doing all the pro stuff, they got helmets on. Put your helmet on. Baseball. When you're going up the bat, you best believe 90 miles an hour putting a helmet on. Football. Hockey. Construction workers. When they're in the middle of construction, you could actually get fired from your job if you walk into the construction site without your helmet on. I'm talking fired, and nobody will hire you because you're defiant. Nope. A firefighter, it's sitting right next to his outfit when he throws everything and jumps into it. He puts his helmet on. Military, depending on the unit, a lot of them, they put their helmets on. There's a lot of different things and sports and, and work that people put their helmets on. At times, the helmet can seem, at times, limiting or annoying yeah. to put it on. It, it, it might disrupt your view a little bit. Or even make you get a headache because it, it's on so good. I remember when we bought helmets for the four-wheelers, and there's pads inside, and they have to fit just right so it, it protects you. But if it's flopping around inside, there's no need for the helmet. But it's uncomfortable because it secures you. And if you feel like that, then it's going to be uncomfortable. And I told my kids, if you don't wear your helmet, 
It's real easy. You don't ride. You can watch me and your mom ride. But you don't do your helmet sometimes, Dad. You have that story? If I'm going for a ride, a for real ride, if I'm just cruising around the yard here doing stuff, I'm not putting a helmet on. But if I'm really going for a ride, we're going to put some helmets on. Because it can be dangerous. But it can get annoying. And on the alternative side, with the helmet, it could save your life. The helmet could save your life. It's an extra layer of protection that gives you confidence in facing danger. An extra protection that gives you that confidence. The purpose of a Roman soldier, we've been talking about this with the armor of God, um, of, of, their, of their helmet, was to protect their head. Another critical area that needs to be guarded against fatal blows. I guess the parable of the, the soldier's uh, helmet in a spiritual uh, armor of what we're talking about is that salvation, it, it protects us. It, it protects us through, through our life, through the blows the enemy tries to hit us with. The helmet of salvation protects us when the enemy's coming in trying to take our heads off. It, it protects us well. The helmet of salvation is another part of the armor that, that Paul is discussing here when we're talking about in Ephesians 6. That we take and we put on the helmet of salvation. In the Roman armor, the, the, it served many times. You didn't see in the army as they go out, they are not going out without a helmet on their head. It, it kept everything completely safe. See, we're dealing with the armor of God and we're dealing with the spiritual battles that we face and how, and, and the biggest thing is we're dealing with how to have victory. How to use God's armor. Not, not dress for success, but how about dress for spiritual success? That's what we're dealing with. How do we become dressed for spiritual success? So we're dealing with the helmet and we're dealing with what it does and how it protects the brain. And what's crazy is what the brain does is communicate with what comes out of the mind. And so it protects all kinds of ways. And what's crazy about this whole thing is everything we've talked about up to this fifth part, every little thing has been a defense mechanism. Everything. You're putting on your shoes. You're putting on the, the belt. You're putting on the breastplate. You're, you're picking up the, the shield. You're put, putting on the helmet. Everything is a defensive mechanism. It's all been designed to defend you. You have to put on the helmet of salvation. See, when the Apostle Paul, when he's talking... Put on the helmet of salvation. And he's given this letter to the church. Life was not a picnic for them. When he's telling them to put on the helmet of salvation, it was not a picnic. They lived a culture in a, in a hostile culture. And at the time, the helmet was the final piece of armor 
to put on the soldier. And probably the most important piece of the armor. See, if, you're, if your mind and eyes and ears aren't protected, chances of survival can be and almost seem impossible. That's why God gives us what we need to fight the battle. He wants to protect this whole thing. When people decide to follow Jesus, they receive a helmet of salvation. When you've said yes to Jesus, you've received a helmet. Meaning that they are rescued from the eternal consequences of their wrongdoing. And no longer separated from God. If you said yes to Jesus, he had you an outfit. If Christ is Lord of your life, and you said, I choose to follow Jesus, here you go. What size do you wear? Here you go. You don't even go empty-handed. He's already given you something to get you ready for what's about to happen. The helmet gives believers an assurance knowing where they stand on the battlefield between good and evil and whose side they're on. Yeah. That's what the helmet does. Acts 4, 12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other name but Jesus. And you might be thinking, what, is this like old school? Yes, it's old school, new school, same school. You can't get to heaven without Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of it all. That's where salvation is. That's where it's at. Salvation is an act of God by God. And sustained by God. The faith that saves our soul. The faith in Christ as the Son of God. Not as a good man. Not as a great man. But as a begotten Son of the living God. We're saved by grace, church. We're saved by grace. So powerful. See, today we've reached the point where we've told you that we got to put this thing on. We're, we're, we're telling, telling you to get the, get the shoes on. We're telling you to get a, buckle it up. we got to get that thing ready. we got to get that shield ready. Now we're telling you we got to get that, that helmet of salvation ready. I don't, I, I don't know where you are in your life. But if we don't get this, what I'm talking about, ready, nothing else is going to matter. We have to take up the helmet of salvation. I'll say it again one more time, church. Put your helmet on. Paul points. His point he's trying to make, he's trying to tell you to stand firm in Christ. And what Christ has already done. He says, victory In the visible is victory in the invisible. He declares that one of the things that's going to give you victory, if you're looking to win, is what you put on your head. Right. If you want to win, what are you putting on your head? The helmet of salvation. Yeah. 
That helmet is placed over your head and locks you in. It feels tight. It feels claustrophobic at times. Because if you saw how these helmets go and how some of them close and, and some of them go over the sides of the face and the, the ears and the eyes and it, it locks you in. If some of them close down on them and all you see is eyes. And some of them go low and some of them wear, wear all their stuff and put them up under their neck and they put the helmet on. It locks you in, but you've got to take a deep breath because if you're not used to wearing the helmet of salvation, you're going to get real fidgety real fast. And I think that's where we get sometimes is some people get too fidgety and take their helmet off too soon. Come on. You've got to adjust to the helmet of salvation. That's right. You've got to die to the flesh and live by the spirit so that thing can take control. Too many times we put it on and we're uncomfortable. And we try, and we're like, I just can't see right. I just can't operate right. And so what do I do? I take it off because I, 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 I am in control. Come on. I, I like the way mine looks better. I like my own helmet. See, mine, mine's pretty. Mine's nice. Mine looks great. Some people get real bedazzled and get, the, get their little bling bling on their helmets and do all that. Oh, look at mine. Mine looks like this. Look at mine. I don't care what it looks like as long as it's the helmet of salvation. Yep. I don't care how it looks. As long as it's that. We have to take it up. It's crazy because <coughs> we're in the football season and uh, going through it. And the football player wears a helmet to absorb the shock so that the brain doesn't get damaged. If you watch any kind of football or if you've been made to watch football with someone that you care about, um, you've seen some pretty crazy hits. People catching the ball in the air and smashed or they're returning the ball, they're running 100 miles an hour, hitting each other as hard as they can, trying to absorb the hit, the, the helmet does, because it understands that if the brain gets damaged, hear me church, if the brain gets damaged, bodily functions are hindered. If the brain gets damaged, Everything else is hidden. If somebody's knocked out in a concussion, I don't care what else you're wearing, you can't use it. I don't care how much it costs you, I don't care how many layers you got on, if you got the best on and you ain't got your helmet on, you can't use anything. He uses a physical concept of the helmet that drives home a spiritual point to have spiritual victory. And he says, what I've been saying, you have to put your helmet on. You have to put on the helmet of salvation. Because what the brain is to the body, the mind is to the soul. It's good. Just as the brain is the control center and the function of the body, the mind, is the control center and the function of the soul. I don't know if you know this or not, and you should if you've been coming to Remnant Church for the last 11 months. We had a big old sign on this wall. We had all the stuff out there. We 
we had everything up here and it said new thing that God's doing a new thing new mind Gonna do a four point, you know, four week message, four point deal, whatever. I think what, if you've been around us long enough, you follow what's happening. God gets us in this weird mode of not just series, but seasons. Yeah. Following the season, what God is trying to say to the church and, and to what we can do for our community. For the longest time, we talked about the mind. I'm not talking up to this point almost. Very close. We focused on the mind. Yep. You could go back in YouTube and just click on Remnant Church and scroll down for the last 11 months and see every sermon about the mind. They say the mind is the most viewed on the internet. Trying to figure out what the mind and how to help the mind and the depression and the anxiety and the thoughts of suicide. and The, the mind will play games with you. And here we are at this point with what we've already said for so many months. And he says, take up the helmet of salvation. Put your helmet on. Come on. See, the mind is a spiritual expression for what the brain does with the body. Come on. It deals with your soul. As we explained, the soul governs the body. So what the body does is influence the soul. Just as the body is controlled by the brain, the soul, again, is controlled by the mind. If I want my body to go right, my brain must think that way. If I want my soul to go right, my mind must think that way. See, what Paul's saying is he's saying the brain and the mind must be protected to absorb the shock of being hit by the spiritual realm of the enemy. It must be protected when the enemy comes in like a flood to try to take your mind. In this battle, one more time, Paul says, put your helmet on. I'll say it again. The helmet, spiritually, governs the mind. The problem with victory or defeat is tied to a proper programming in the mind. And you got to go back and listen to those sermons because they're so in-depth. It's the programming of the mind which is going to uh, determine your victory or your defeat. If the mind is spiritually an expression of the brain, What happens is, you got to decide what you're thinking and decide which way that's going to go. When you start thinking something, you start acting on it. You, you ever been up late and you're thinking about something and all of a sudden you got hot flashes and you can't sleep and now your stomach's upset and you got to sit on the toilet and you're worried about something and you're supposed to be sleeping? I'm just being real. Like nobody else does with stuff like that where you just, oh, 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 oh. Oh man, I don't, feel, I don't know if I'm going to work tomorrow. Go to work tomorrow. All you did was think about something you can't control. Yep. The body is so unique. 
what you think about. And I'm not saying we ain't going through stuff and people don't really have some stuff going on. But man, a lot of stuff can be pretty much eliminated if you put your helmet on. Oh, man. In other words, if you think wrong, you're going to be wrong. If you perceive that disobedience, if your mindset is flawed, then your function will be flawed based on the flawed thinking, based on the disobedience. Everything's going to be flawed, and it all stems around your mind. That's why the only way you can consistently change your actions is changing your thoughts. Change your actions and change your thoughts. If your thoughts are wrong, The wrong action will follow. Basically, too many Christians are tormented in their thought life. They believe they have committed some terrible sin that cannot be forgiven. And the enemy capitalizes on this. That he comes in your head and he whispers, I know what you did. God won't forgive you. You might as well just keep on sinning. You're not getting through this. Satan tries to keep you in a guilt trip. See, putting on the helmet of salvation means you know your salvation is absolutely secure and complete. When you put it on, you know you're secure. Salvation depends on what Christ did for us. If you do not have a helmet or security of salvation, you will not have strong faith. You have to put the helmet on. If your helmet of salvation is loose or you ain't sinner and even certain of your salvation, then go back to God's word and get in his presence. And secure the helmet of salvation in your life. Yeah. Secure it. See, church, let's just be real about it. The enemy's attacking us. That's what he does. He attacks us. God wants us to put on the helmet so we can speak the right truth in our mind. We can speak the truth of God. When we put on the helmet of salvation, it gives us clarity. We can command. See, in football, again, the helmet, I guess the helmet of salvation is like, like the NFL helmet that the quarterback wears. Which they've changed the technology and some people still argue that it might be cheating. It's an extra advantage, but they're all doing it. But the helmet of salvation is like what the quarterback wears. The quarterback puts on a, a helmet that's a little bit different than other people's helmets. Because he has communication with the coach. He has direct access with the coach. The coach is on the sidelines having a conversation with the quarterback that's out there in the field. See, when we put on the helmet of salvation, see, we'll have different access. 
access and communication with the Father. That's right. It gives us access. You wonder, like, I don't hear from God. Put your helmet on. Yeah. He's been talking to you and you ain't got it on. It gives you access to the Father. You know why? And just like the coach, they, they sit a little bit different. They, they look, they can look a little bit further down the, down the field. They, they, can, they can see the field a lot better than we can. He can examine it better than we can. We, he sees it. The coach sees it. He can already see what's about to happen so he can communicate to, to the quarterback. See, God, he can see the field. And as you're trying to do life and put on your helmet, he can communicate with you as you walk this thing out. Yes, he knows it's a little bit tough on the sides and all that. He ain't worried about what you can't see on the sides. He's just worried that you keep your eyes focused straight on him and only him. And listen to what he says. Take two steps to the left. Watch out for that hole. Go right. But when you take your helmet off and you do your own thing, who do you listen to? Yes, come on. The helmet of salvation is your communication to the Father. That's good. And that's too many times we see people leave churches and people go rogue because they get upset and they take their helmet off and all of a sudden the enemy just sucks into their mind and gives them all kinds of junk. And they've gone wrong. Put your helmet on. Put it on. So you can hear it just like the coach. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, they're doing, about to do it. All. No, they're going to blitz. No, you don't see what he's about to do because the, the, he's in a circle. But the coach sees what's about to line up. You've got to listen. You've got to put it on. Do you hate when people over talk you? When you're trying to explain something? Shh, calm, let me finish. I'll set you free. Shut up. And listen. He's giving you the instructions. I don't know what to do when I step out, out, in, out in this moment. I don't know what to do, but he does. He already knows what to do. All he was waiting on you to do was put your helmet on and walk by faith. Listen. But God, I don't, but God, I don't, but shh. You can't hear my instructions if you keep talking. But I don't hear God now. But I don't hear God now. But I don't hear God now. I've said it so many times. Why would the teacher test? You're supposed to be listening while he gives instructions and he gets quiet so you can follow him. I'll never hear a teacher keep talking while you're taking the test. They get quiet and hope and pray that you've listened to everything they've instructed you to do. And the next play, and the next play, and the next play. He's not going to leave you. It's funny, if Jesus is here, and you're supposed to be by him, and you start to get distant, wait, who left? You or Jesus? Yeah. You. But we want to blame Jesus. He's not here for me anymore. What are you talking about? I'm not here. I'm still where I, you left me. Why don't you come back to me? Then we'll finish this conversation, and we'll go together. True. Some of you have wandered off so far without your helmet, and Jesus is just sitting in the chair with the helmet on his lap, like, you coming? And you know what, how good he is? Because if you just take a knee, God, I'm sorry. You know what he does? Come on, we can do this. Yeah, it's good. Put your helmet on. 
Come on, get up. Now when you get going, I need you to keep moving. And those moments that happen, I need you to put that armor on every single day. Yep. You gotta keep that helmet on. Don't take it off. If you take it off, you're gonna lose everything. I don't know, I don't care if you got your special gloves, I don't care if you got your special whatever you got. You got your fit on your shoes, you got the best shoes, you got the custom shoes, you got the shoes on, you got the shoes on X still, you got the, I don't care what kind of shoes you got on. They don't matter. No. Unless this is on. trying to tell us something, church. Yeah. See, without the proper programming, proper information, the proper programming, the head, the helmet will be false, faulty, without the right information. Without the proper programming, the helmet is, it will become faulty. If you're not putting the helmet on, The Emancipation Proclamation declared slaves would be free. But we all know from history, it's one thing to have something on paper saying you're free when you legally are free, but functionally, but not functionally free. It's one thing to say it on paper, but you're functionally not free. Yeah. Well, we, 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 set them, we set them free. You can say that, but if it's functionally not free, you're not free. Yeah. See, that's why we can sing songs in church about being free and, and free by what Jesus accomplished, but not living a life of freedom. We can say it all, all we want in church and talk about how we're free, but not living that life of freedom. Because either we didn't get the information, or the information we got has not been utilized properly. So if we're not utilizing the information that keeps coming off this pulpit, that keeps coming out of the Word of God, then you're not free. It's not about me. I'm talking about the Word of God. If you don't utilize what His Word says, you will not be free. It's true. You have to keep the helmet on. Is this good stuff, church? It's powerful. It's so good. Man. And if it's not utilized properly, guess what happens? We're just not wearing our helmet. Because when you put on the helmet of salvation, it, it gets used properly. You and I act based on our self-perception. In other words, how you perceive yourself is how you will function. So if you perceive yourself a certain way, even though it's wrong, as long as it's really you, you will function based on your self-perception. And think it's real, because that's what you believe. That's your truth. Hmm. If you have faulty mind, self... Man. A self-perception about yourself, you're going to function faulty. And you will function in a way that is real, why being really wrong? 
You will think it's real, but you're really wrong. What is salvation? We put on the helmet of salvation, and too many times we forget. We forget what it was like. Too many times we get through this life, and we're just like, that's what we do. Yep, I'm a, I've been a Christian for 44 years, 36 years, 27 years. And you walk around like a prideful peacock, not moving a muscle for God. I'm not saying having longevity of Christianity is not great, but what are you doing about it? How many people have you led to the Lord in that long time knowing God? How many people have you helped? Are you just marking off stuff that just says Christian and putting on little, little fishies on the car and eating Darwin? What are we doing with this life we've been given? For Christians, what is that? For Christians to receive salvation is to be delivered from our own sin and harmful consequences that come along with them. Jesus Christ, we will keep it real, He paid the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate price, by being crucified on the cross so that we might have eternal life. And so that we can believe in him. The crazy part is that the consequences that we deserve is death. But Christ stood in front of us yeah. and gave us love. That's right. And took death. And he's like, where's your sting? And he died on the cross. And you're like, this is the Christmas season about baby Jesus. This is about baby Jesus, grown Jesus, a teenage Jesus. This is about every Jesus. It's about why he came and why, why he was here and what he did on the cross and when he resurrected and what he's causing us to do. He's trying to get us to a point and he's trying to use people in the gospel to write some letters and tell you today that somebody was writing a letter and trying to tell you, using me in this moment, saying, put your helmet on. Yeah. I'm writing a letter to the church. I just need you to put your helmet of salvation on because you ain't going to go anywhere in life. You ain't going to accomplish anything if you don't get that helmet on. This has been spoke about for so long, over 2,023 years. Put your helmet on. Put your helmet on. For generations. Your grandma, your great-grandma, your great-great-grandma, great-great-great-great-grandma, grandpa. Sitting in pews, uncomfortable, no AC. No, it's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. Can't breathe because it's so dang hot. Going outside to the bathroom because there ain't no bathrooms in the building. No lights, no nothing. Hearing about, put your helmet on. Yep. And we get we all upset if we're uncomfortable in church. Yep. Or somebody says something that offends you and I don't come back for a few weeks or a few months. Or never come back. Because I'm mad. I'm glad Walmart and McDonald's is your salvation because you keep going back to them. <laughs> Go ahead, throw something. I got a shield. That's what it's looking for. I'm already going by faith. Go ahead. And that's the reality. When we do this stuff and we, we, we put it all on church, put your helmet on. Woo, we can receive salvation if what? We confess our sins. If we believe in God's word. That he died on the cross and he resurrected and he lives inside. We, if we confess that we are busted and disgusted and we know we need a savior, confess that Jesus 
Christ is Lord of all. Church, real quick. If he ain't Lord of all, then he's not Lord at all. Well, he's Lord of this, but he ain't Lord of that at home. He ain't Lord of that at work. He ain't Lord of that online. Come on. Then who are you? Oh, you're a hypocrite. I'm not talking to anybody that'll listen. I'm not, whether it's in the room or whether it's online, I don't care. It's just being real. I got tired of playing church a long time ago. God, maybe I'm just born to stir a pot all the time. But whatever the case is, I'm going to speak the truth. And it's going to shame the devil all day long. If you feel offended by it, check your soul. Put your helmet on and do something about it. I was a hypocrite. I did do that. Yes, I took pages out of the Bible and smoked pot with it. Because the paper was a lot thinner back then. I didn't even lie when I just said I said that. And the only thing you're probably going to think about the rest of the day, tomorrow and all week, is that Pastor ripped out papers more positively. Out of what? How could God still use me if I've already just, just ripped up the Bible and smoked some pot because I was selfish and thinking that I needed something to substitute my life? Because I put my helmet on and chose to follow him fully. Not just come to church on Sunday and do my part, go home and... Secretly live the life? Yeah. Were you some kind of double agent? Wow. We're in the presence of some good double agents. <laughs> Conquering the world one sin at a time. That's just being real. You probably wish my wife was preaching. Um, <laughs> and please believe, this ain't a condemning word. This is the gospel. This is the truth. If it offends you, please, please, please. If you need to see the... Uh, Head shepherd, there's a knee you can take and you can look up. Come on. That's what you need to take it up with. Don't take it up with me. You know what I need to do? The same thing. That's right. Man, God, that offended me. <laughs> Why you got to cause me to do that? Because <laughs> I want to take my helmet off because they need to hear what I have to say. Yeah. Hold on, I got to take my helmet off. We take it off too many times. Salvation. John 5, 24, I'm almost done. Very truly, and it's real truth, it's very truly. I, I say to you, whoever hears the word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. We thank you that we have a, a way of escape. That we can get free. And I, 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 I really don't understand that how people want to stay bound when they can be set free. I just don't know what to do without this. I don't know how to live like this. I don't know how people can be so bound and not want to get set free. Can I say something? Okay. Good. If you're struggling with certain things, like, let's just... We deal with this all the time. Certain movies. Music. And you kind of are justifying it. I'm just going to keep it real. You've already took your helmet off. Because when the helmet of salvation is on, all that junk in your life doesn't affect you. You keep moving forward in the things of God. I don't care what he says. I don't care who that guy is. I don't care how popular he is. I'm focused. I'm determined. I'm Solid, I'm dedicated to God. That's right. 
Salvation is not something we can work towards. Rather, it's a free gift we receive if we believe in God. And maybe you're not a believer. Maybe you're here at church today and you're just like, I just don't even know. You're crazy. Loud and extra. <laughs> but maybe later in this, listening to this, maybe there's an opportunity for you to be like, you know, I need to be saved. I need set free. I need Jesus. Like, I need Jesus. Like, when I say that, like, I truly need him. Like, this ain't just for something. Like, I need him daily. So when I understand, like, I truly need Jesus in my life daily, like, I need him. And not like, oh, I got him, or, oh, I'm saved once and I'm good the rest of my life. No, no, I'm going to work out that salvation daily with him. I'm going to spend time. I'm going to develop it. Please try to do that once and always say it's your relationship. See how far that goes. See how long you stay married. See how long you sleep in your same bed or just on the couch. Are we good? We said we said our we said our vows on the day. So now you're working that thing out. You're, you're you're doing whatever it takes to keep that relationship alive. And it ain't a strain. It's a strike. But if you just think that you can just say you're saved and you go live how you want, you're so easily confused, which means your helmet is off. That's what it means. Woo. We can find peace when we acknowledge the sacrifice Christ made on the cross. While this, this world is corrupt and filled with sin, our salvation acts like a helmet that protects our mind. When Satan throws the darts at your family, remember your helmet. When Satan throws the darts at your health, remember your helmet. It's always with you. It can protect your mind from the evil thoughts. <coughs> it can shift your perspective and deliver you from the devil's schemes. As Christians, we are not to be of this world. Right. Romans 12 Two, do not be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed. Somebody say transformed. Transformed. More than meets the eye. By the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is. Test. I don't want to take a test. By the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have got to a place at times that we are so easily blending into today's culture that we don't realize that we've already done it. When you transform your mind, you put your helmet of salvation on. And then as you put it on, oh, there's a communication with the, the coach. Oh, with the father. And then you understand his good will and pleasing perfect will for your life. When you put on the helmet of salvation, you're not going to conform to the patterns. Wait, there's a pattern. Hold on, hold on. We got to change the pattern. Hold on, son. I need, you to, I need you to go over to that side because that pattern is going to try to suck you into it. No, keep your helmet on. You got this. I got you. I can't see that. I really can't. Just focus on me. Do what I say. Take the step to the right. Just go right two times. Go up one. Just listen to me. See, we don't get to a place where we got to focus on what the Father's trying to say so it can protect us to go forward in life. We get 
frustrated and take the helmet up. And the moment we take it off, we're hit by the enemy. And then we get down and then we're frustrated because, then, man, I thought I'd come a long way. Now I'm stuck in this place again. Where did you take your helmet off at? That's what we got to figure out. Why do you keep taking it off? Keep the stinking hat on. Leave your helmet on. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Man, you've got to renew this thing daily, hourly, seconds. I gotta renew it when I leave here. I gotta renew it while I'm here. I got to renew my mind. When you put on the helmet of salvation, we can avoid the sinful thoughts and understand what is good and what is true. Yep. When we forget to do this, we're easily caught in the plan of the enemy. And those bad thoughts that get planted by the enemy who seeks to harm us. I encourage you to put on the helmet. Do whatever it takes. Uh, church, be encouraged. God is on your side. He's for you. He's not against you. Sometimes we forget we've, we've been uh, given this beautiful gift of salvation. Sometimes we've taken it for granted, this great gift of salvation. We're like, oh, I got that gift of salvation. That's like ordering a good NFL helmet from your favorite team and you go put it on the shelf. See, God's got a helmet for you that fits you. And your helmet of salvation ain't going to fit somebody else's. And that's the other side that we deal with because back in the day, and they still kind of say it today, but you ain't going to get to heaven by the skirt tail of your mama, grandma, somebody. Why wouldn't they say father? You ever notice that? By your mom or your grandma. What about the dad? Can the dad be present? Can the dad be a good godly man? By the skirt tail of your grandma. So what that is saying is that there's more women involved in prayer and intercession than men. When's that going to change? When the men put their helmet on and realize who they are in Christ, who, who they are in the family, who they are in the, in the workplace. And ain't a jab, guys. We all got to do it. We all got to do it. Wow. See, can I, can I just kind of put it in this kind of nutshell that kind of just brings us all together? If you don't have the helmet, you can't operate the other pieces. I'm just going to put it in a nutshell. Because we're getting excited about, oh, I got to put my shoes on. I got to stay in my peace. I got to stay in my peace. Anybody's peace got tested during Thanksgiving? Got that ignorant family member? <laughs> Don't act like you ain't. Maybe you're the ignorant one. <laughs> we ain't gonna say that. But your, your peace gets tested on those people that are just arrogant and self-whatever and you walk on eggshells around because you don't know when they're going to blow. You know what that means? That you have a problem that you, of, of keeping your helmet on. Because when you put on the helmet of salvation, it changes everything around you. Well, I'm just getting angry sometimes. Put your helmet on and grow up. You just don't understand. So I'm going to use my words to try to destroy you. And I'm going to get mad and punch something. And I'm going to just storm off. Put your helmet on. We've talked about four different items that we have to put on. We gotta get some shoes on. We gotta definitely put that belt on. We gotta tighten that belt. And we're not talking about the Bible belt, because it's real tight in Terre Haute. It's real tight in the Midwest. I don't know what the deal is with that, but that thing needs to be cut off and let loose. 
If you don't understand what I'm talking about, it's that old religious thing that keeps wrapping around our waist. And, and it's not its not what the Bible is saying about the belt of truth. It's the belt of pride. It's the belt of religion. It's the belt of... It has to get going up out of the house of God. Well, that's just how it is. Well, yeah, you smell like sin. Well, you smell like pride, sir. Get out of here. But that's how it is. You can't be in here today. You got a hat on. My God, you shouldn't be on worship team. Nobody on worship team is going to wear a hat. My God. Cut your hat. Did you worship? Did you see somebody losing their mind in worship? Or are you more worried about how we're worshiping? Put on the belt of truth. What's the truth? What's the word say? Put on the peace. Put the peace on. Breastplate of righteousness. The shield of faith. With the faith gun, it kind of feels like it's not faith. Well, why do I need a shield to walk? Because it is faith. You walk by faith. Come on. When the arrows come, none of that matters if you don't have your helmet on. The helmet of salvation activates everything else. Come on. I don't have peace. You don't got your helmet on. Well, I feel like I just know. I can't live in truth because I compromise too much. Yeah, obviously. Your helmet's over there, dusty. Put your helmet on. If I'm putting, if I'm getting dressed, and if this is getting dressed for, for war, and I'm putting this, putting this stuff on, I'm getting my pants on, I'm tightening my belt, I'm getting my shoes on, getting my breastplate on, got my shield ready. And even before I pick it up, I got the shield ready, I get it, I lean down. You see what I'm saying? Is we, we get this thing going where we're thinking, well, 
I'm going to walk in peace. I'm walking this thing. I'm going to walk in And the moment something happens, your peace is out the door. You're in quicksand because you have no thought that you take captive because you have no helmet on. And everything goes numb. Goes numb. I don't have it. Well, I, you know, and, and you know that because what's, what's happening is because what we see a lot of times, and we've all experienced, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm putting myself on blast, I've done this too. We can all talk a big game at times. I'm sorry for the camera people, I'm running around kicking stuff. And, Sparta! You know, like, <laughs> but we can talk a big game, but the fruit will show. The fruit's going to show with what, what's happening. Oh, I'm going to walk out out in peace. I'm going to, I'm bringing the truth. And yeah, but what about your truth and your frustration? Because when you got the helmet of salvation on and you're walking in truth, and if we're supposed to be like Christ, we already know how that's going to go. But if we're going to be like us, because sometimes our truth is more aggressive, why? Because we don't have our helmet on. Because the helmet will have caused the, the Holy Spirit uh, to activate in our lives to, to, to kind of zoom things out because we know we need to be better because Christ dwells within us and we have to die to the flesh daily. Yeah. But too many times we, we walk around and you wonder why certain things are the way they are is because you might be dressed, but you have left your helmet somewhere. And if you don't have your helmet, guess what? I promise. It's not going to activate the whole outfit. This battle we face, it's not going to activate if we're not dressed and we don't have the full outfit on. Nobody has to answer this, but I'm just telling you, who does a good sermon? Yeah. We're talking about this stuff. But when's the last time you truly was just putting on the armor of God on your own? Not just hearing like, wow, man, that breastplate. And wow, that, that truth, wow, those gospel shoes. And that's faith. And these were powerful sermons. Don't get me wrong. Go back and listen to them all. But when's the last time you just got up and say, I'm going to put on the uh, uh, belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. I'm going to put the gospel shoes and peace on. I'm going to grab that shield of faith and put on the helmet of salvation. You see what I'm saying? When's the last time you just get up and, and you, before your feet touch the ground out of your bed, you've already in your mind laying in your bed putting on the armor of God before you go anywhere. Anywhere. Because if we're just putting on stuff, it's not going to matter. It's like going over to the Dean's Party Mania and finding you a good outfit. You look the part, but you don't live it. Good. You can go find any kind of outfit you want. But when he's trying to tell you that you've got to fight because the enemy's going to try to come in and do something, and if you don't got your armor on, something's going to happen. And the reality, like I said, you lose your head, you lose everything. Put your helmet on, church. That means if you ain't got it all on, if you ain't got the helmet on, guess what? No truth, no righteousness, no peace, no faith. You can't activate all these things without putting on the helmet of salvation where it all stems from. It starts there. See, this might make you confused in battle or even cause you to revert back to wrong thinking before you know it. Your prayer life is dwindling. The word of God is far from you and far from your heart. 
And if that's you, and maybe you feel like, man, I've already lost this fight. You want to know some good news is Christ, Christ died on the cross and he gave us grace, gave us hope, gave us life. No matter where you've left certain things of your, your armor, he still wants you to put it on. That's what's amazing. I guess the way I can think about it is, do you keep your mind on Christ? Like, it's, 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 it's almost like second nature. Like, do you realize when I walk in this place on a Sunday morning, especially a Sunday morning, I'll just say it real fast. On a Sunday morning, if I'm here first without anybody else here doing whatever they do, and sometimes they do stuff before I get here, most of the time I beat everybody here. I turn the light on, I turn the other light on, I turn the TV on, I turn on the Christmas lights, I run down the hall, flip that light on, go to the bathroom, flip those lights on, flip that on, flip on the lights back there, turn the light on over there, start the machine so that they can get music going, come in here, flip those switches on, we get the lights going up in here, turn this on, turn that on, make sure that runs for that projector so that can be on, make sure that's on, get ready, make sure everything's set and ready in place, hurry up and pull that big, big old heater outside so that they can be warm when it's time. If it's raining, grab the stuff, put it over there, make sure the lights are on in the bathroom, Doors are closed. It smells good in here. I put these plug-ins in. Thank God for them. I don't want a dingy church. But <laughs> plug everything in and I get going and I come in and I take a breath and I start reading my Bible or I get myself organized of what I need to do and try to collect my thoughts. The reason I'm telling you this real fast is because I'm trying to tell you something. It's second nature to me. I can walk in here with my eyes closed and do it. But when you have a heart for God's house and do it, it just becomes second nature to you. So when you have a heart for God and he's trying to tell you something in the word, it's second nature that I'm going to put on the belt of truth and I'm going to put on the gospel shoes of peace. I'm going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm going to grab that, that, that shield of faith. I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation. I'm going to grab that sword. It becomes second nature to you. Nothing else matters but to do what he has asked you to do. I don't question if I have to give or not. I don't question how much money I have or don't have because he is at the top and everything else falls in order. I don't put him at the bottom. I keep him right where he belongs. At the top. Cream of the top. The top of the hill. Right. So I, you know what? Because I have to keep my helmet off. If I take my helmet off, everything goes to crap. The wallet goes to crap. The marriage goes to crap. My job goes to crap. Everything goes away. That's right. And you wonder why maybe you're struggling with work. I'm struggling with Put your helmet on so he can give you the right focus and give you the right direction and lead you through it. Well, I don't like where I'm at, but let him lead you through it. There might be a reason why you are where you are. That's right. And it's not about you. Come on. Because what he's looking for, what is he looking for? Another one. Another one. Yeah. David found the greatest warriors in the cave. He's looking for another one to join the fight. And they just don't know they're a part of it. It's good. But when you get it right, it all goes together. Church, hear me. This is the most important part of this whole thing. If you could just give me a few more minutes and we're going to get out of here. I know everybody's got their time things and stuff. Just focus, please. Because this is, I think what happens is the enemy tried to disrupt towards the end of every service to get people frustrated. We see it in the youth all the time. We see it in church. People get flustered in irritated because what happens is the Holy Spirit's convicting the soul and the heart in the moment of where it's trying to change. Hear me out. He's trying to do something. There's a solution. If you get your mind off Christ, guess what? If you get it off Christ, you put your helmet down and you put down all this stuff that we've been talking about. You've got to come back to Christ and just basically keep it real. Lord, forgive me. 
forgive me my sins. Forgive me for doing this. I'm yours. I need to. I, I want to be back to you in full, full set of armor. I want to be back on the line in the war as a warrior for your, your kingdom, God. See, salvation brings peace. It brings peace. What's crazy is Jesus gets baptized. And when Jesus gets baptized, it, it's a crazy thing because Jesus didn't have to get baptized. But he does it for an example because he wants to show an example that he needs to be baptized. Because he came in human form. And being baptized is showing that when the dove flew over, it is a symbol of the Holy Spirit that went between peace and, and, and between God and humanity, that God was bringing it together, bringing all this together. And that moment demonstrated how salvation brings peace. When the peace of God is in your life, because the only reason it is in your life is because of the salvation. When you put the helmet of salvation on, it brings peace into your life. And Jesus demonstrated that by getting baptized, taking the next steps. He didn't have to. I don't even know what they said. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son. He is the Father. Dude, I'm just baptizing you and you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he demonstrated the fact that he's, if it's important to Jesus, it's going to be important to me. But that dove came and showed the peace of God that, that passes all understanding. And, and that love and, and all that stuff. And so what happens is he, he demonstrates it. And now the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 26.3, you keep perfect. You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. Listen, basically he's saying you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds have a helmet on. Whose minds are steadfast. I was just looking, when I was writing this and I was looking up stuff, steadfast. Whose minds are steadfast. Whose minds are firm. Steadfast. Whose minds are loyal. Whose minds are faithful. Whose minds are committed. Whose minds are devoted. Whose minds are dedicated. Whose minds are dependable. Whose minds are reliable. Whose minds are steady. Whose minds are true. Whose minds are consistent. Whose minds are trustworthy. Whose minds are determined. Whose minds are unchanging. Whose minds are unwavering. Whose minds are unhesitating. Whose minds are unfaltered. Whose minds are unswerving. Word, whose minds are unyielding, whose minds are unflinchable, whose minds are uncompromising because he trusts in you. Stand with me, church. Because he trusts in you. You keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steady because trust in you. Church, even when you feel defeated, even when you feel exhausted from spiritual battles, your helmet can be strapped to your chin, showing where your hope lies and protects you from the devil. Even when you feel like you've been hit left and right, just as long as that helmet is still strapped to your chin, it's still on your head, no matter if it shakes you a little bit, your hope is only found in Christ. And Christ alone can change it all. Remember, church, one more time. You didn't earn salvation. Salvation isn't something you, you attain, but you're, you're given as a part of the Lord's army. It's only because of your salvation that you're able to win the war. It's only because when you put on the helmet of salvation, you're able to win the war.
What is it in your life? What gets you? What gets you going? What frustrates you? What gets you down? What's the war? Is it your finances? Is that it? Is it your, is it your health? What is the war that's raging? Is it the people around? What is it? Because when the salvation, the helmet of salvation is placed on your head, no matter what the war is, you're good. Because you have a father and you know who your hope is in. I want to ask you to close your eyes. I want to give a, a call to somebody. If somebody hasn't accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, has made Jesus a personal Lord and Savior. And maybe, maybe it's somebody in here. Maybe not. I don't know. But if you've been hearing about this helmet of salvation, well, salvation is only found in the fact that you can surrender your life and say, Jesus, you're mine. I give my life to you. I can only... Put off my helmet if I accept you as Lord and Savior because if not, I don't have anything else to give. If that's you, raise your hand and say, you know what I need? I want him to be Lord of my life. Maybe you're in this room and it's, it's the other way. I've accepted the Lord as Jesus as Lord and Savior. I've accepted him as, 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 as Lord and Savior, the salvation. But at times, I have left my helmet off. At times, I have taken it off. And it has not activated the rest of this thing. I lose my peace. I lose my joy. I lose the truth, the righteousness, the faith to do it because my helmet is not secure. I put it on real quick. I've not strapped it up. I've left it to the side. I haven't been put my helmet on. Raise your hand if that's you. Say, you know what? I've been fully been putting that helmet on a lot. Yeah. A lot of hands. I've done it myself. There's times I'm taking it off. You can put your hand down. Let me tell you, one sign. When you start getting frustrated and it gets you in your flesh, you realize one big thing. You took your helmet off. That's a quick sign, real quick. When this thing starts to dictate your joy and you're losing your people, where's your helmet? Because the helmet guides your feet and it guides your truth and it guides the righteousness. It guides your faith. It guides everything you've got. If the helmet's not on, you can't go where you need to go and you can't walk in it. And I'm not saying every place you go and every direction the Lord takes you is all great rainbows and quiet little, little meadows and green pastures. You might be in a place at times where some stuff is tragic and some stuff don't make sense and things happen in your life or happen to your family and stuff happens in your life that is not peaceful. But I'm telling you this, the anchor holds. There is hope only found in Jesus. You have to put your helmet on and stand in that. You're protected from the head to the feet. I'm going to say a prayer and then we're going to sing this song and we're going to dismiss. Because all we need is a sound mind. So God, here we are. Forgive us of our sins, God. God, forgive us for not putting that helmet on. That is the main ingredient to it all. That salvation. God, I would say it like this. Forgive us for taking it for granted that we have chose you and not fully lived for you. Forgive us, God, for putting that helmet to the side to justify our own actions. 
God, you see our hearts. But today, God, we choose to put the helmet on, to activate this, this armor. Everything you've been putting on us has been a defensive mechanism to protect us, God. So God, let us continue to put it on. And I pray right now in Jesus' name, as they leave today, that when they, they lay down, they rest in your presence. That when they get up before their feet hit the floor, that they're putting on that belt of truth and that gospel shoes of peace, God. And they're putting on that breastplate of righteousness, God. And they're picking up that shield. They're putting their helmet on, God. They're getting ready for the day because the enemy comes in like a flood. But God, you said that you'll raise a standard against it. But we are here. We are the standard that is being raised. We are the army that you are choosing, God. And we choose to put our helmets on today, God. In Jesus' name.